There's a clap. All right. We good? We Is did. your computer plugged in? Do you, or do you have enough juice? Yeah. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. We ready. Do you know what it is yet? I still don't know what it you is. Sh- take a crack. What's? That's a really nice ukulele tune. It's uh, one of the six you know. You said you've been listening to a lot of him recently. Really? Oh. It's one of his first songs. One of his first. It's not his first song. Yeah. Put me on the spot, dude. Johnny Cash. Oh, really? Yes. That was a Johnny Cash. Ring, Ring of Fire. That was Ring of Fire. Yeah. I know Ring of Fire. Okay. Which part of Ring of Fire? It's you know, <laughs> whatever part you want it to be. Uh, sorry, this is episode 31, and we are in our new headquarters. This is the first time we've done the podcast in here, right? Yeah? Uh, right, Steven? We did one. We did one? Oh, with me, yeah. But this is the first time we've actually had the whole setup here. So um, we're on Facebook Live now. Um, so if you have any questions during this podcast um, and you want to write them below, we'll do our best to answer them. Um, but in studio today, in office today, as in every other day, uh, we have David Sigler, who is the director of operations here for the Alternative Daily. Welcome, David. And welcome to everybody out there. Yeah. So uh, the premise of today's podcast is a little bit different. Um, the way I kind of actually want to set it up is, uh, you know, regarding politics, regarding if, if something happens in your life, a lot of people will always say, well, screw it. I'm moving to Canada. And uh, so all my super liberal friends who have said if Donald Trump gets the nomination, um, they're moving to Canada. So what happens if you actually move to Canada? And so I figured, why not have the uh, the best person I know to do it, which is David Sigler, who holds dual citizenship between True. Canada and the United States. So we're going to go through some of the really cool ins and outs of, of Canada, which some people may find boring you know, on the outset, but on when we actually dig into it, it's not that boring of a place. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, but yes, David Sigler's been with us now for how many years been with us? Almost since the beginning. Depends how you consider Almost it. Almost since the beginning. In some ways before the beginning. Yeah, we, um, we met how many years ago Six now? Six and a half maybe or seven? Six and a half, seven. I, do I know Ralph more? Then we figured this out. Do I know Ralph yeah, more? About the same. About the same. Yeah, he's, he's not listening he's to us. He's mumbling in the back. He's mumbling us. So yeah, let's, let's call it seven <laughs> years. Let's round up, right? Sure. And we've been doing this now for about five years, going on six, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and then you actually came aboard full time roughly... About a year and a half ago. About a year and a half ago. Um, and running operations and running a lot of things. So, um, you know, if you ever buy any of our books, um, David's helped put those together. Um, and all of the systems that go through in ordering and putting out the content and everything, David oversees. So um, it's good to have your face here. It's good to have you down here in, in, in Juneau Beach, Florida, where we love have the it. new headquarters. How do you like the new office? Which, I love it. Yeah. I love the area. It's fantastic. We've been, uh, Stephen, how long have we been in the office? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. And you've been in this office? Two. Two. You like it? It's great. Yeah. We started off as a virtual company, um, which I've always liked. I'm a, I'm a big, big, big proponent of virtual companies. And we still are. You know, majority of the people that work for us are virtual, um, but it was important for us to get a headquarters together um, so that we can actually start doing some stuff and collaborating yep. a bit more. Yep. Um, and I think it was a good, good thing for us to do. Yep. So let's get into it. And out there, if you're, on listen on, if you're listening on podcast, if you would like to win one of these awesome bags of organic coffee, this is a good plug, right? Yeah. If, if you want to win a bag of organic coffee, absolutely free, I'll send it directly to you. Um, put in a question down below. If it has to do about Canada, great. If it doesn't, great. And if we answer it, even better because you're going to get a bag of coffee. So, boom. Boom. You like that? Very good. Um, 
Prince died. We just found out Prince died. Yeah. Are you were you a Prince fan at all? No, I wasn't actually. Just didn't like the music or just No, it was it actually David Bowie died not that long ago. I wasn't a big David Bowie guy either. Who is your favorite? Johnny Cash? Well, I like Johnny Cash. Definitely not my favorite. Like my fa- favorite single solo type artist? It's a good question. My favorite group is probably still Pentatonix actually. Uh, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, it's an a cappella group. They won one of those shows. Oh, okay. The sing off a few years ago. Uh, acapella. We should start singing in here. We should start singing in here. There you go, Stephen. Um, I can play. The, I guess I was gonna say I can play the ukulele, but the point is not to play the ukulele, uh-huh. right? Uh, um, <laughs> so, and David, you're, uh, another part of your background is also health and wellness. You are you're an expert when it comes to it, which is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons that I brought you over to the Alternative Daily was to help with that because you know if I, I I've said from day one I am not the expert. I just believe I do a good job of getting the experts together, and you were one of them. So, yeah. um, so David definitely has a background and an expertise. That's probably a better way to put it than an expert. There we go. I I prefer expert. You're an expert. (laughs) Steven's an expert. Ralph's an expert. There you go. Uh, Ralph's an expert in taking off his shoes and just making himself at home. He looks good. He looks good and comfortable. Um, So let's get right into it. So we we talk about with all the American politics going on with with Donald Trump, with Bernie Sanders, and you have all these different establishment, non-establishment people. Um, You know, it's it's, even for me as an American voter, um, although I just figured... um, I'm a registered independent. I went to vote in the mm-hmm. primary, and um, they said I am, uh, what's it called? A party unaffiliated or something Correct. like That's that. Correct. That's me too. And, um, and I couldn't vote e- either nope. or. And, um, it's closed they here wouldn't, in Florida. They wouldn't let me do it, nope. uh, which I understand. I, I thought that I was, but I wasn't. So when it comes to, and it was, it was Canada who just recently had elections to, and they don't have a, they don't have a president. Is it a president? No, nope. prime it's minister, called right? the prime minister. How yeah. does that operate? Well, actually the head of state, interestingly enough, is the governor general. It's not even the prime minister and the governor general is appointed by the queen, little known thing uh, uh, in the U S because the U S doesn't often follow what's going on in Canada. Did you know something special about today? And it has to do with Canada. Is it Canada day? Um, that's a good, que- a good point. That's July 1st, which is close to July 4th, like the U S but it's the queen's birthday. Oh, I did know that. Yeah. She's 90? She's old? exactly 90 yeah. years old today. That's right. And Good she's, for her. In, in a way, she's actually kind of has a role in the whole running of the country. Man. But it's less, less official and more figurehead. But uh, it is uh, considered, we have still the monarchy type thing going on, and she appoints the governor general, who's the head of state. No, but now the prime minister is? The prime minister is in charge of the government and <laughs> is the leader of the party that won. Right. But was never elected independently like we have a president here in the u.s that's elected independently the prime minister is not elected as the prime minister the person is just the head of the party that wins. gotcha okay cool so we have we have a list of questions here um the, kind of the main one is i kind of got into it with the political side and why i wanted to get there is people always say you know i'm moving to canada because i don't like it here right whether right. you're disgruntled or whatever or even some people down here in florida say they're moving to the bahamas right because right. i i don't know what the government's like there um but low taxes um the why would someone want to move to canada what would be the benefits of actually moving to canada well i'll tell you my story i lived there for 40 it's cold i don't know if i'd want to move there well i, I know i've known you for a number of years and uh, that was the number one thing first time i met you in person you remember that was in dc area and you were it was november and you were wearing sandals yeah and wondering it was cold what was go- it was cold because of course it's doing. cold. Um, why would you move to Canada now? Uh, possibly to escape the political climate here. I suppose that's what a lot of people are saying. Um, I moved there when I was 11, so I didn't have a lot of choice. My family moved there, so I lived there 43 years, 
And uh, we just moved ba back, well, I say back, my wife's Canadian, so I brought her here uh, 18 months ago. So we've been here that long. Yeah. And, um, but I why? Can, why I can tell it, We left Canada because right. it was cold. So that was our primary reason to get out of there. Uh, but uh, why people might go to Canada, it's definitely what I would consider to be a more sort of liberal, open-minded, uh, sort of freer society. In the U.S., you have a lot more extremes. Sure. So here you'll get people you know, very extreme one way and you got them very extreme Would you say, way. would you classify it as being like laid back, more laid back? It's probably, yes, it would be more laid back. Gotcha. But there sense. are some extreme parties, um, correct? Not as much as I would say here, but there okay. are some people in some of the parties that are m somewhat more extreme. That's true. Okay. Now, when you moved here, did you have to jump through you didn't have to jump through a bunch of hoops, did you? Well, because you already no. That's a good question, actually. I I came. I could come down at any time. All the years I was in Canada, uh, right. and of course, I visited here many, many, many times. Uh, my wife, on the other hand, couldn't just move here. Like a lot of people think, oh, we have to worry about immigration. They're letting people in too easily. Well, it took her six, seven months to be allowed to come into the country uh, as as an immigrant. Um, so it wasn't that easy to do it. And right. she's married to somebody who, you know was it kind of a no-brainer that they would let me in. I don't have any record or right. anything fancy going on there. So I was pretty easy. Some people take two, three years, yeah. uh, even as spouses. Uh, and if you're a family member, it can take four years. And if you don't have any ties, it's yeah. a very slow process. So let's get into actually some of the major issues um, and polarizing issues, right? These are things that are definitely talked about and people love, people hate, et cetera. But let's talk about them. So I like sure. to do. So weed, marijuana. What's the, what is the, well, how does Canada stand on the marijuana laws? There? Well, it's actually not that much different than the U.S. right now. The funny thing is I just saw something, I think it was a CNN alert or something, or and it was a CBC alert in Canada. That's what I did. I got that on my uh, little uh, mobile device. And it said today the government announced in Canada uh, that they were going to legalize it federally across yep. the board, uh, but the legislation's not coming in until next spring. So, another, so they're going to completely year. legalize it. Yeah. Is that for recreational use too? You know, once you see, it's one of those situations where you have to wait till the legislation actually comes out. The theory is that's where they're heading. That's right. uh, Justin Trudeau. That was one of his platforms last fall sure. when they were, had the election. He was looking at doing doing that, and obviously a lot of people felt that was a very positive thing. We don't have, we do have municipal use marijuana that's relatively legal. Depends on province by province. In Canada, you have provinces. Yeah. Here we have states, of course, in the U.S. Uh, but it's fairly similar in terms of how. Have that you operates. ever smoked weed? Um, it's a good question. I think it was so called something else. Am I, I putting you in the spot? Stuff, is this okay? Stuff back as a teenager. So you haven't touched it since, roughly? No, for sure not. But okay. probably as a teenager, I think that's probably something along okay. that line. It's okay to say yes, by the way. It's not <laughs> as taboo anymore. I remember when my parents told me that they had smoked weed before, um, and they don't do it now at all. Um, but I think I was like maybe like 13 or 14. I remember them telling me, and I was a very sensitive child at that time. Uh. Maybe even younger. I actually cried. I was like, why? I can't believe you did that. But... Um, Okay. All right. So in Canada, was it, do you remember, was it easy to get when you were younger? Well, that would have been in the U.S. Friend? actually. Oh, in the U.S. It was in the U.S. Yeah, gotcha. I think it was in the U.S. when I was visiting some cousin or something, actually, and it was with my brother. And yeah, anyway, whatever. And what Enough think, said. What do you think the driving force is behind the legalization of marijuana? You know, obviously there's the medicinal purposes, which are great. You know, there's recreational use. Is that great? Who knows, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's that's who what you want to do behind your closed doors. Right. Do you think do you think the big thing is the um, is the decriminalization, meaning not loading up jails with people who just right. have a few, you know, at 
ounces right. or whatever it is on. No, I think that's a big issue. I'm I'm a big fan of of legalizing almost everything. Yeah, we talked about it. You you said you would legalize cocaine, right? Well, I think you could legalize almost everything, and not because I think uh, it's a good idea to for people to use the substance. And substance abuse is a big problem. We don't, you know, alcohol is legal. Uh, let's face it, and it's probably the number one most abused substance of all, and I think there's little question about that. Uh, uh, but the problem with things being illegal is there's this stigma associated with things, and really, does it matter if you had a bit of this or a bit of that? And somebody with a bit of this is treated, thrown in jail for 20 years, somebody with a bit of that is cut off or done nothing. It doesn't seem right. The second, maybe bigger issue is the whole issue of organized crime right. and the criminal element. And when you put and things so you, underground, you get all sorts of So you think that if you were actually to legalize all of it, it actually will help bring organized crime down? I think it will help. Uh, I think it will help the, uh, avoid the whole criminal element big time. Uh, yes, it'll help people so they don't get incarcerated for sort of silly, fairly small things. Doesn't necessarily mean we should promote trafficking, but I think what's happening in some places in Canada and the U.S. too, especially like Colorado and several of the states that have done this, is they're finding out they can make a fair amount of money, uh, tax revenue, right. uh, based on legalizing the product, which now promotes the other states to do the same thing. So it's it's taking it out of the shadows and putting it in a place so people just acknowledge Now, what about, uh, let's, if you don't mind, let's drill this down a little bit even more. Stuff like meth, which people literally blow themselves up making. You know, is that, is that still, and I'm not saying this is your political platform you stand on, but is that something, yeah, it's everything. We're going to legalize everything. Mm. I think in general you should legalize a lot of things. I'm not saying you should legalize everything. I think you just have to recognize and th do that smart think through. Is legalizing it? I think the problem I get into, and I alluded to extremism here, there's some people who get in these extreme groups and they hold on to one position. Right. And the problem with holding on to a very rigid position is it has very often unintended consequences that are pretty yep. bad. And this is a perfect case where that happens very often, I think. So we have to really think through things and be willing to say, you know what, while we don't want to promote the use of it, by legalizing it, we actually help the bigger societal issues. And that's what I think Interesting. is going on. So I'm going to segue into... Um, another polarizing thing, but going off that, because I think the argument could be made against what you just said within this next topic. But Stephen, if we have any questions, make sure you just flag me down and, and uh, let me know. Um, the, so gun control, right? Uh, so what, how is, what is gun control? Like? Is there gun control? I mean, we have gun control here in the United States, regardless whether people like it or don't, it's here. Um, and it's been for a while, right? Um, in Canada, what is, what is the gun control? What, uh, what's going on there? Well, Canada has a lot of rural population, actually long guns, rifles, that sort of thing. Um, I think there's probably as much in Canada as there is in the U.S. The big problem in the U.S., I think, is, uh, is handguns and handguns sort of going out of, out of control. Um, that is, uh, Canada has clamped down on quite a bit. You know, Britain, even to a larger extent, has clamped down on it. And the numbers, you know, again, forgetting about the principles, and I don't want to park the Second Amendment, but let's park it just for a minute. If we just look at the numbers, it's kind of obvious that if you have less guns, you have less gun crime. Um, and uh, in the U.S., I mean, because people have this sense that they have a right, the average person has 1.1 guns. I don't know if you knew that, but the average person in the U.S. has 1.1 guns. In Canada, it's 0.3 guns. Gotcha. So it's about three or four times as many Now, what guns. about the argument of, you know, bad people will get guns? I mean... Oh, I think, I think that's true. I think they get, bad people get guns in Canada and other countries, and they do in the U.S. as well. Um, I think the biggest problem on the handgun side specifically is kids getting in hold of them and sure. thing unintended. It's unintended consequences. So you can have a hard line, but then you have to. What are you going to do about the unintended? But consequences? The, I'm not going to let you off the hook off this one, which is the 
Um, you said, let's park the Second Amendment for a second. You can't do that, right? We can't, you just can't do that. And here in the United States, and uh, we have the Second Amendment, which talks about the right to bear arms. Now, again, there's two schools of thought on what that actually means. Did it mean, like, really it was only for, you know, groups of people to defend themselves as a government were able to take them, et cetera, or was it our right to have a gun on us at all times? That can be argued to the day is done, and there could be no... Everybody's going to be left, you know, with their own opinion of that. But here's the bottom line: it's in it's in the Constitution. It's there. It's not it's not going anywhere, right? right. So that's why I personally believe that, you know, it's this this debate is always going to be ongoing. And but it's there's not going to be super uber duper um, gun control because it's in the Constitution. It's it's in our United States Constitution. But is it actually reside in the Canada? In the Canadian Constitution, no, we don't have the same. Uh, we don't have the same history of uh, of the issue. So, so I think people aren't going to hang on to it as much in Canada. But I think back to your point of yes, sure, it's the Second Amendment. It's here and it's not going to go anywhere. I think it still can go somewhere. Not necessarily by changing the Second Amendment, but by interpreting the Second Amendment in different ways. Um, so I would argue, like the, even going to the Supreme Court, they could interpret the way it's written and. Do a lot more gun control than we currently do. Like in the the US. guns, there's not going to be an all-out ban on guns in the United States. But, you know, it's funny. I mean, President Obama hasn't tried to ban guns at all. He's, right. He's, I wouldn't say he's pro-gun, but he's been very right. Call it balanced, if right. you like. I, I, in this particular issue, I did live in Canada a long time, and I'm most worried about handguns. It's one of the issues that bothers me coming down to the U.S. Is there's a sense that gun ownership is is not only a right but is a good thing. Eh, if you look at what happens in Canada uh, and crimes related to guns and gun deaths, especially handguns, it's way less than in the U.S. And so I don't think that's a coincidence. So let me play devil's advocate with the example you gave on the previous question, which was to completely decriminalize drugs, right? Completely decriminalize it and let the kind of whole system work itself because you think that it would actually be better. What if you were to take that same approach with guns here in the United States and saying, just completely decriminalize guns. And if you, if you want to get... 80 of them, you can get 80 of them. Where does, like, where can you, where does that line drawn between, okay, let's, let's, we do need to control this. Right. And, and by the way, I didn't say decriminalize everything related to drugs, by the way, just right, to right, be clear. Right. And I would say the same thing in the case of gu guns, although I don't think we necessarily want to always equate two different things and say that because you took this stance on this, uh, you therefore have to take this sure. stance on this other But it's a good talking point, right? But it's a good talking <laughs> point, and it kind of makes some logical sense. I can see why you're going there, and I think it's very reasonable to, to still keep the whole gun thing open. I'm not saying shut down guns everywhere. Right. I just think we need to visit the issue and be sensible and think it through. And I think there's a lot of people, I was talking about extremism here, there are some people who take what I would consider a very extreme position and an, and to their discredit, basically, the problem is uh, if you looked at the real numbers, and I think some, unfortunately many of these people don't want to look at the real numbers, if you look at the real numbers, and as objectively as, as they could, um, they would realize, hmm, my position really isn't a very good one, and it's not sustainable. But so let's make another hard right, because uh, uh, hard right, hard right. Let's go left. We uh, we don't want to make this all about one specific thing. Um, business in yeah. Canada. So the again, I, I'm talking about what I know about here in America. Uh, I know that America does a, a pretty fairly good job of promoting uh, small businesses and entrepreneurship. Now, I've also gone on rants against that, but in general, I can go create an LLC here today. 
um, and have my tax identification number within you know, three to four days and literally be up and running by next week starting a business, right? How is it, and, I, and this is, I personally don't know, if I were to move to Canada, can I do the same thing? Can I start a business and, and do the exact same thing? A little bit faster in Canada. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. Canada for doing business, starting up companies, I've found, having done it in both countries, is better and easier in Canada. Is it dramatically better? No, it's slightly better. Um, there tends to be a little bit more regulations in the U.S., uh, uh, and, and that could be because there's county and state sure. sometimes and federal, and Canada doesn't have... It has a similar number of theoretical levels, but they don't usually apply them as strictly, but it, they're both pretty similar. Canada's probably slightly easier, but Canada's much smaller, so maybe that's part of why it's easier. I don't know. Now, here in the United States, we have LLCs, S-Corps, uh, C-Corps, et cetera. What do you have in, uh, in Canada? Same thing? We don't have LLCs. Uh, that's the one big difference. An LLC isn't really a true corporation, but it does give you legal protection. That we don't have. Yeah. If you want, we do have sole proprietorships like sure. you have here. You don't have to even do an LLC, but then you don't get legal protection. Uh, we do have the equivalent of a C-Corp. You can do it at the state, and in Canada, of course, it's a province, or you can do it federally. So it's very, it's pretty similar, except we don't have LLCs. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I think we lost our video there. <laughs> There's no more cameras right there. So we just have this big blinding white light in our face. You still got audio, though. You still got it. Hopefully. We haven't even checked it. So, um, so going into the business side of things brings us into the tax situation. Ah, yes. Um, good or bad? <laughs> uh, taxes in Canada are generally more. Uh, right. And the rumor you've heard is true. Um, certainly when I was in Canada, I had to file U.S. taxes because you, uh, American citizen, which I have been. I was born in the U.S. Um, uh, you have to file taxes anywhere in the world. Right. Um, and so I would file in both countries. And there's a tax treaty between Canada and the U.S. I pay my taxes locally in Canada. There were always more yeah. taxes in Canada than there were in the U.S., so I never had to pay any extra like left sure. over. Sure. What is, so here in, the, here in the United States, a typical tax rate is, depending on your income, so I'm going to go very vague and broad with this, could be anywhere from, what is it, you know, 30 to 40%, maybe even like 25 to 40%, based off of whatever it is. What about in Canada? What are we It'll looking at It would be not that much different. Add about three to five percentage points. Okay. Uh, the big difference, though, in terms of what you get for your money is, in, in Canada, you don't pay for health care. It's covered. Gotcha. For everybody, universally. Perfect segue. So tell me, so the majority of that money of my taxes are going for universal health care? Uh, that's certainly a significant portion of it. Maybe that's almost the, in, the whole portion of it. Now, yeah. there obviously are benefits and disadvantages of that. Yes, I think overall there are more benefits than disadvantages, but the biggest disadvantage is... Because um, you went through this recently, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, get, I have health care in the U.S., and I have to pay for it, and, you know, don't love that. That's true. Uh, but, you know, you can do a little bit better on the tax thing, so it kind of come, comes out in the wash. I think for most people who don't have coverage, it would be worse to be uh, in the U.S. in many ways, but uh, certainly on the lower end of the income bracket. But... Uh, yeah, the big problem in Canada for healthcare, I, though, I would say is, uh, and you do hear this, and it does happen, uh, the time to servicing you yeah. is, can be, wait times can be definitely worse. Uh, um, sometimes it's not a problem. Sometimes it could even be, in the extreme cases, can be a problem. Now, has, has Canada had universal health care forever? I think in the 50s. In the 50s. Uh, yeah, I think it's roughly in the 50s. An NDP guy from central Canada came out with uh, Tommy name escapes me but yeah we, we've had it for about 60 years up there now has there been any type of uproar or um you know um any folks any any parties any specific coalitions who wanted to overturn that and actually privatize it 
there was a fairly um, right-leaning party that was in government uh, for a number of years recently um, that I don't think they were pushing very strongly to try to get rid of it. Nobody really has. It's, it's been around so long uh, you know, that, that it's, that's very firmly entrenched. What they were looking at was ways to supplement and allow people to pay for their own private care. And the big thing that an American audience would really probably be concerned about is, for the most part, you can't get private care in the U.S. You're in Canada. You're right. not even really allowed to pay for private care. Right. You can't get special treatment. You get regular treatment. You think it's a good thing or a bad thing? I think it would be useful to have a hybrid approach because here's the funny thing. And again, I think you need to balance every issue. Um, people might say, well, if you let people pay for it, they'll just pay for it and get better service. They will, but the money that goes into the people who put into the pot through just regular taxes will get better service because you'll right. have fewer people in the top end using the service. So I think it'd be fine. To so so nobody's going to Canada for what's it called, like medical tourism or anything like that? No. In fact, on that front, <laughs> another funny thing is re Canada recently is putting in legislation around assisted suicide. And uh, they specifically put in legislation to block Americans or other people from other countries coming to Canada to help them die. Right. It ha you have to be in Canada, resident of Canada, to be able to do that. I, I think that's it's probably a safe um, policy to put in place. Right. Because there could be tons and tons of different, well, you know, whether they're the lawsuits or whatever, you know, if, if one family member didn't necessarily want to do it, suing the Canadian government. So I, under I understand yeah. that side of it. Yeah. Um, Yes, wow. So we just got to assisted suicide in there. Jeez. Wow. That's Threw it in there. Um, so the so the universal health care in Canada, um, compared to what we have now, you said, so right now it's kind of a hybrid system here in the U.S. or no? Compared to Canada. <laughs> um, it's Yeah, I guess it's a hybrid system. I mean, in the U.S., what you have is employers paying for people's or contributing to people's health care. Right. Um, in Canada, employers have been involved in contributing to uh, extra health care to get better coverage for people. Uh, the big difference, though, is, you know, if you look at like a Bernie Sanders type of comment and what he says is there should be health care for all. In fact, Donald Trump also said there should be health care for all. So these, you know, these are very... Uh, a Canadian type of sayings, uh, and uh, I think that I think it would be useful, and I think it's kind of a right for everybody to ha have access to healthcare. Now, having said all of that, I basically try as much as possible to avoid healthcare use. In fact, I've been here 18 months; I haven't spent a dollar based on the insurance that we've got, not a penny. Right, but you have it though, correct? I have it because I think you kind of have to because you can go bankrupt if you don't have some sort of. Yeah. My, the, mine is more sort of emergency coverage for disaster. Yes, car accident. You know, right, there's yeah. definitely somebody runs into you. Or, you know, things outside of your control. Because you're accidents. very big in preventative nutrition, aren't I'm you? I'm huge on that. How is um how is actually the health and wellness aspect in Canada? Are they? I, I wouldn't say it's much different than no. here. No. It's it, it, the quote Western medical system is is pretty similar between the two countries. The biggest difference. I'm actually talking about more of like a societal thing of like um, yes. going this more health 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 and wellness route. Right, but, but th that's reflected in the comment though about doctors. The doctors where people people still lean on thinking doctors know about right. health and wellness, and doctors know about how to fix dramatic problems, but they generally yeah. aren't well trained, if not not trained at all, in the area of preventive medicine. Do you? Th but I actually had this thought, and this, this has nothing to do with Canada right now. But I actually had this thought the other day, um, I, and I hate to even call it a war, but for lack of a better term, you know, I do think that we're winning the war on on health and wellness right. in general over the past five, ten right. years. You know, it, yeah. you know, 
10, 15 years ago, or maybe even call it like 10 years ago, if some, if, if you just weren't feeling right or, you know, what, yeah. nobody thought about changing their diet. It was, let me just yeah. go to the doctor and, you know, my heart's racing and this and that and the yeah. other. But now people are actually saying, well, maybe, yeah. maybe look, let me take a look at the diet first. And, you know, I, I think not to toot our own horn, but there's a lot of other companies and, and right. websites and a lot of people that are doing it. I think people are finally starting to uh, catch on to it. I know. I think that's very true, actually, that people are catching on to it. And uh, in fact, we can see that from places like when Pepsi and Coca-Cola announced that their sales of soft drinks are actually going down in right. the U.S., which is a great thing. Um, yeah. I, think I mean, you have you have McDonald's coming out with quote unquote healthier menus. Um, you could debate whether that's healthy or not, but they're <laughs> definitely trying to go that route. Right. Monsanto is actually starting their own organic line. <laughs> so and I know that you could that could be that could be in a whole other podcast about that. <laughs> um, but you're seeing a lot of the bigger, bigger right. brands and companies coming right. out with organic lines. Right. Regardless, of whatever you think about big corporations yeah. big food yeah. etc yeah. there is a shift that's happening no, which, it's good. It's which is good and i don't think that's i don't think that's something that's often talked about of saying right. hey we're winning we're, we're doing a really right. good job here no hey and that's hey, we're going in a good direction we need to keep it up and there's a lot more we can do but i yeah I'm, i applaud that i think it's a good thing and i'm not anti-business i've been in business we better not be. my whole career and i did a little bit of a nonprofit for a very short time uh but uh no i'm very pro-business and capital and free enterprise um i just would hope that everybody be responsible. I think that, and it comes down to people criticize big business. Big business is run by individuals. Right. And people say, well, the business has to do that. No, it doesn't. Right. The people in the business can make different decisions. So, you know, I challenge everybody out there, help your business to make better decisions. I think there was a, um, there was a, I think it was somebody I heard this term. So it's not, it's not coming from me, but there's something called conscious capitalism, right. which is, you know what? Hey, we're going to, we're going to do something. We're going to make some money, right. but I'm also going to put in some really good programs for my employees. We're also going right. to do things for other folks that, you know, can't right. do it. We're going to donate this. We're going to donate that. You look at stuff like Tom's, yeah. um, you know, they're donating shoes to every time somebody yeah. buys it, which yeah. I'm, let's call a spade a spade. You know what? You, that can be, that's a marketing tactic. Sure, sure. However, it is getting somebody a pair of shoes too. And so yeah. they could be doing other things with that money that they're sending over right. there. And I think that yeah. I truly think from a business standpoint, that's where a lot of these companies are going, is yeah. going that route, which I think is good. No, I think it's all very good. Uh, there's something as a trend. Uh, we talked about corporations before. There's a trend for people to start things, something called a B Corp. And so for people out there, you can look up B Corp on the web. And it's really a new type of corporation that's a bit of a hybrid between the total for-profit model and a nonprofit. It's still a for-profit, which is is good, uh, but it uh, it does have an angle that's you know right. more responsible. And the funny thing is, and a lot of people think that nonprofits don't make money. They do make money. Mm-hmm. And here's the flip side of it: there's a lot of people out there who have nonprofits that aren't doing it for the right reason. That's true. And it's it's kind of being like a like a tax haven or a tax thing that they can actually yeah. avoid, which which sucks, and because that's not what it was set up to be. Right, right. Um, so there's actually some really good conscious capitalists out there and there's yep. some not good not there's some not good nonprofit people out there so sure. it's yeah. up for you guys to yeah, decide that's good um, it's good not to paint everybody with run broad brush i'm pretty opposed to that i think I we like need it. to look at each thing yes um being open is extremely important open-minded yep. yes um so how have you like living in florida love it we came here pri- primarily because of the weather of course and the weather's way it sucks, it? better than canada yeah uh, here's what I, my, I say to my wife almost every single day <gasps> It's another beautiful day in Florida. What's funny is your wife doesn't get my sarcasm. Um, she was in here and she walked, and she was telling me about how she walked the beach. And I said, it wasn't terrible, was it? And she said, what? And I said, it wasn't terrible. She's like, what do you mean it wasn't terrible? I was like, it wasn't terrible. And she's no. like, oh, yeah, it was, it was nice. Yeah. It was really um, really awesome. Well, we're happy to have you down here in, in sunny South Florida. Um, and we're doing a team dinner tonight, guys. Team dinner. Yes, team dinner. Um, 
Maybe not Steven because I, I think we lost some video. So Steven's got to stay <laughs> at it. Uh, no, it's been great. Um, thank you guys very much. Uh, this is going to wrap up episode 31 uh, for the Alternative Daily. 31. And then our next one, hopefully, if we can do this, is Dr. Carmen Kolitz. Um, we're going to have to do a, uh, a revamp. This is We botched a podcast, ah, David. Yes, that one. Yeah, and we spent a lot of time fixing the audio and it didn't fix. So um, that's going to be our next one coming up. So, David, thank you very much for joining us. No problem. And um, we will catch everybody later. We just have one, one comment. One comment, okay. Lisa wants you to wish her happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Lisa. Or I, wasn't there? A, let me see if I can do this. Happy birthday, Lisa. I can't. I don't know. That was from happy the. Happy birthday. You sing it, David. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lisa. Happy birthday to you. I, there we go, guys. We've never done that. We've never had a live. <laughs> we've never had a live ask for a happy birthday thing. Uh, but Lisa is an avid listener and follower. So thank you very much, Lisa. Uh, Have a good one, Lisa. Thank you, guys. Now the comments are rolling. Oh, they are. What, comments are rolling. What have we got? No, oh, Dishner, welcome, welcome back to the podcast, Dishner. Uh, awesome, guys. Um, well, do we have Lisa's information already? We do. We do. Well, let's send her another bag of coffee uh, for, and a hat, too. Let's send her out a hat, too, for her birthday. So um, thank you, guys. And um, this is going to wrap it up, and we will uh, catch you guys later. Sounds good. What happened? What happened? So what happened to the video? Both cameras shut off at the same time. They just shut off? What do you mean? Shut off. What do you Why? mean they shut off? I don't know, because I put brand new batteries in right before. Was it, was it a dead battery? Both of them, I stuck them back in, and they both said they're not working. But the, the new one, like, I replaced it. Did you hear it click, or were you just like walking by and it was? I heard this one click, and I was like, oh, Jesus, let me figure it out. And then I walked by, and that one was off too. Crazy. But this works well. <laughs> 219 viewers on Facebook. That's not bad. Do people just sort of sit there and wait, or do they? Notice? No. Well, here's the Is problem. There some alert, or people are on Facebook more than you think. So people are scrolling through. And if there's new stories of a post they post up, like, oh, the alternative is live when we see it. So uh, I haven't seen how that happens on a Facebook feed of how it looks like it's live. How would you know? The, it, so I just saw it for the first time. I like now this is fake. And when they go live, Ready? I get a little notification. Oh, you do when get a notification. On Facebook. If you're on Facebook, you if will get a notification. Yeah, so I'm I mean, Facebook. I saw our live Facebook feed once when we did the first one. You did that, but that's the only time I've done it. I actually specifically went looking for it, but I wanted to know if there's a way for me to know. I don't get my Facebook feed. I don't get alternative deal in my Facebook feed, even though I've liked it. Why is that? Um, because it's the algorithm. Um, you've liked it, but it may have shown like one or two that you had clicked or stopped on. So okay. it kind of says it's decided. Oh, you're not clicking this guy enough. So that we're just not going to show you. Well, because I, I wonder how they filter out. You'd like 10,000 things. They're not going to send you, you know. <laughs> um.
it usually pops up. But so that's what you'll 